Better and Longer with The Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to the Fitness Show. I am very, very excited for today's episode because it is about five years in the making, and shockingly enough, this is a person that I am with all the time, that everybody in the world would think would do anything for me, but it's been quite a while. I've been I initially met this man saying, hey, can I get an interview? And he said, sure. And Rudy Novotny, how long has it taken for you to grant me this interview? Now, Fitz Kohler, it has not been five years. You're such an exaggerator. <laughs> I think it's actually been five years. Oh, I don't know. Let me look in my calendar and see. I've been ditching you for a long time you, on this thing. So. Yes, you have. You're a slippery fella. Even when I'm with you, I can't pin you down. But, folks... This is one of the most um, fabulous people I have ever had the luxury of working with in my life. I call him noisy, and that is true, but he is so much more. He has been the ringleader of at least a bazillion and a half races around the country, and he's everybody's friend, and he genuinely takes care of the athletes that are uh, fortunate enough to come into his presence, and uh, he's also... Noisy and silly and fun, and we have a blast working together. So welcome to the noisiest man on the planet, Rudy Novotny. Well, thank you so much, my second favorite gator. Oh, yes. no! <laughs> well, you know, you know, my son's got to be the first favorite gator, so that's, that's still a pretty good place to be. No, that's, I'm in very, very good company, and your son is amazing. So what's up, Jason, right? <laughs> hey, Jay. Hey, you made it on the show, buddy. Uh, after an introduction like that, I think that uh, this is a wrap. Thanks that for having me on, <laughs> and uh, we'll do another show sometime soon. Have that a, a great day. That was a lot of build-up for that. No, um, we are actually, I'm going to call this episode Adventures in Race Announcing, because you and I have had one hell of a march together. We have. We have. It's been, uh, boy, it's funny how much uh, fun and noise we have packed into the last couple few years of our announcing together. It's been a, a pretty amazing adventure. Yeah, and it started off really good, right? Our very first race together was OC Marathon. Thank you so much for inviting me to do that. And it's just gotten better and better as we go along, right? It really has. It really has. I still uh, I still think about uh, back on the day of the uh, that first OC and how I handed it off to you, and it, it, it really makes me laugh. You came through like a trooper, but I uh, essentially just left you there with about uh, eight, ten thousand people and said, okay, have a nice day. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part about that is I've done that before. I've handled huge crowds and I'm always there as an educator. And so um, being left to just chit chat, yell, go, whatever, for some reason, when you were about to walk away, it was probably the first time in my professional career that I had a moment of, oh no, what do I do? <laughs> Yeah, for, for all the listeners, it was uh, OC Marathon, and the way that it was working was I started the first, I think it was the first one or two waves of roughly 10 or 12 or something like that, 
And we got the morning started, got the first wave out, second wave it was two. And then I looked over at Fitz and I said, okay, have fun. And she, uh, she of course, was a trooper. I saw maybe 10 seconds of, of mild panic run across her face. And then that was it. And she was having a great time, hooting and hollering, making everybody smile. And uh, lots and lots of noise. Lots of noise. Well, you know, the thing that... Um, yeah. The thing that you have that I wish I had, and I just don't, and, and hopefully I make up for it with um, content and enthusiasm, but you have this big, barreling, spectacular voice. And you, know, and, and you say I'm biased, but when I stand in a corral as a runner, I love your runner set go. I mean, I just, oh, I love it. And so when you leave, I actually feel sad for the people that are stuck with me that don't get your go. It's so good. Oh, you know, you make up for it with enthusiasm. And let's face it, if we all looked up at you starting the race and we heard something like this, it would be really weird. <laughs> it would be weird. Very, very weird. And, and to be honest, the past few weeks, I was lucky at some points to make any sound at all. So I'm going to start being grateful for the voice that I have. That's true. That's true. But that's a whole another subject about the last several weeks. Mm -hmm. We had uh, we had a fantastic time. It was great, and we uh, I, I'd like to actually run the numbers. I think we I think we kind of spoke to somewhere around sixty some. Well, actually, probably all in well over a hundred thousand people plus. And then if you look at KTLA news for. The LA Marathon and expanded it from there and radio. I'm sure we hit seven figures. So it's been uh, quite quite a an interesting past six eight weeks. Yeah, it has. It's been so much fun. So let's start there because I actually, you know, people want to know what it's like to do our job, and I'm sure all the other race announcers have very different experiences than we do. But what we've had very specific experiences over these very specific races, and I think the way job. we work work together work together is pretty great, but we're going to start with Catalina Marathon, which was your race, which I just popped into since I was in California, and tell us about Catalina Marathon. Catalina is a really, really fun little destination event. Spectrum Sports does a fantastic event of putting on a number of events on the island, and you know it's kind of funny because Catalina is just literally a, a quick boat ride right off our coast here in, in San Diego, LA, Orange County, and Yet so many residents that have been there, you know, been in Southern California living for so many years, just don't make it over there. And it's really a, a beautiful, quaint little um, Mediterranean kind of feel yes. to it. It's, uh, it's as you now know, it's, uh, it's a beautiful little spot. It's really fun. You can, you can <laughs> take a boat ride an hour and feel like you could be thousands of miles away, of course, except for everybody speaking English. But a uh, super fun event. Uh, we were there for the uh, the marathon. They actually had a marathon that goes out in the hills and up and down and all over the interior uh, of Catalina. And, uh, and, of course, there was a 5K and 10K as well. And uh, just about, I don't know, maybe, maybe 1,000 people all in, maybe a little lighter than that. But just a beautiful weekend. And uh, the marathoners love it because it's it's very rugged, it's very, very challenging, and uh, it's one of the few races that uh, where a runner has been interrupted by bison 
in the trail. Yes. (laughs) Well, you know, I think a good description of that race is our buddy Jeremy Howes. When he went to stay in the city where the start line is, and he camped out, which is fairly unusual for a race. And then at the finish line, all the marathoners came through with dirt up the back of their legs. And and very happy. The, The dirtier, the better, from what I hear from a lot of them. Uh, yeah, Jeremy camped out at, at two harbors, so actually that particular event, all the marathoners start at the, uh, over at the, of course, at the start line, which is roughly, well, other than, of course, 26 miles, <laughs> I think, <laughs> boy, what a brilliant interview. I think as a crow flies, it's about... 16, 17 miles away from Avalon, the harbor where the finish line is, and uh, and then make their way up into the interior, up and down and up and down and up and down, and finally coming back down into Avalon. But yeah, Jeremy camped out. A lot of people camped out. Some people even come in at 5 in the morning from, I believe it's Long Beach. The boat leaves at 4 something in the morning, and they come in just a little after 5.30, hustle over to the uh, start line and start their race. So Again, super fun. Just a, a great weekend, and I'd encourage anybody that's in Southern California that might be listening, or even if you're not, put uh, put Catalina on your list for for a couple of days. It's a really really fun getaway. So beyond the race, we're going to start with one of the highlights, and we're not going to do the highlight for me. We're going to do uh, Rudy's start and finish line was on an actual road, and whereas often in a massive race are stage is two stories up in the sky he's down on the ground he's got his feet on the asphalt and he's playing music he's on the microphone and I go over to chit chat with Rudy and some one of the locals comes up behind me it's the greatest moment ever and he goes why don't you shut the f up yes indeed another special moment you know we we were always fits we always get love from all of our lots of love that's right and this gentleman was expressing himself in his own very loving way yeah and then Fitz looks over and she's she's kind of laughing she's smiling and laughing because she's thinking well wow, this is somebody i know who's just being cute that's so, clearly one of your buddies just showing up right, and no right. this guy was pissed and he was pointing his finger it was awesome he was so angry I'm trying to sleep in my boat over there in the cold, and all you're doing is making noise. Why don't you just play some music? Um, well, if you noticed, we are playing music. Oh, but the best is so Rudy looks at him, and mind you, I'm hoping that I can intervene and fist fight with this guy in defense of Rudy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I get to hit someone. But then Rudy takes the microphone, puts it up to his face. He's like, hey, we're all here for a great cause. Do you know where all this money is going for? And so the guy, he just starts walking away, yet he's facing you and flipping you off. He's got 17 middle fingers flying out like an octopus at you. (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, you know, I think I told you later, Fitz, it's not the first time that I've received such accolades from people living on their boats in coves uh, actually happened happened at one particular event in San Diego that I did on the 4th of July every year. And the same guy would just walk up to my perch and he'd just drop off a note. He just would handwrite obscenities 
and how much she hated me <laughs> and, and drop it off and just walk away. And uh, <laughs> I think that happened about four or five years in a row. But yeah, that was a that was an interesting uh, interesting uh, bit of uh, interaction with the locals at Catalina. Oh my gosh, that was. Awesome. I was so happy that happened. I was so happy I got to be there with you to see you get cursed out. And that was awesome. Thank you. Little did he know that I have a professional kickboxer at my side just waiting to take care of my light work. Just in case. That's right. Oh, he would have been so mad if the blonde chick would have kicked him in the face. That probably would have spun his day around. So then here's the, let's go with the other highlight of the day. And so I'm going to let you start oh, with that. Come on. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. highlight? Uh-huh. Well, which one was that? <laughs> you know. It's... All right. So Fitz Kohler decided that she's going to get a little workout. As I'd mentioned earlier, there was a 5K and a 10K. And, uh, it was interesting because Mike Bone, the, the race director, who, again, with Spectrum, just does a fantastic job of all these events. One of the challenges is, is that very often they need to change the course from year to year. So Mike comes over to me and says, uh, Rudy, uh, the course sucks. The course <laughs> is brutal. Uh, apologize for it in advance. Uh, let just anybody who wants to chat with the race director just point at me and just let them know if they can come over and, and scream at me and whatever. But it's brutal. Uh, Rudy, the, the course just goes straight up. So anyway, so we get the, uh, I can't remember what the order was, Fitz. I think we had the 5K go first. Or yeah. We, yeah, 5K went first and those, those folks were off and they were running and, you know, that kind of cleared out. Nice small group. And then the next group, a little bit larger group, has, you know, a couple few hundred people and and uh, the noisy one fits Kohler in the crowd to do 10k no no I did 5k did you do the 5k I did I you did the 10k Rudy oh, that was so long ago I'm yes sorry. it was so we said we send the 5kers off send the 10kers off and uh Fitz comes in and everybody's finishing and, and just very festive atmosphere everybody's having a great time there's a beer garden and and everybody's congratulating themselves. Very, very, very casual, very non-competitive. Right. Event. Over, overall, of course, Fitz, you and I know that no matter what you say about something being non-competitive, if there are two people on the starting line, it's a race. That's right. To be competitive. We right? were like fire-breathing dragons running up that mountain. <laughs> it was very intense. Exactly. So race goes on, and later on, it's uh, it's of course time to do the award ceremony. We have a Nice little award ceremony uh, bringing up and giving honor to the top three in each age group. And we're uh, going through the 5K, and I hit uh, I hit one of my favorites. I, I really like when we get to the 40 to 44, 45 to 49, and on. And uh, always do women first, so 40 to 44. In third place, Mary Jones. <laughs> nice run, Mary. All right, the silver medalist in this group. The, what? What? Oh, no! Are you serious? Hey, Mike, is this thing right? She cheated! Can we, can we, we need to double check the awards. This, this can't be right. It is. All right. Thanks, Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, the noisy one. That's right. All the way from Gainesville, Florida, your silver medalist in the 40 to 44, the one and only Fitz how awesome did I rock that award? 
reception. She, she comes up the stairs on our little stage like someone just called her as the winner of a nine-figure lottery. Thank you. <laughs> go ahead, Vince. Take it from there. How'd it go? Well, there was. It was slow motion running and a leaping on the stage, arms up in the sky. I think there was some fist pumping. I got the number. You know, I think there was. Yeah. There was yeah. the number one finger up. I I went to a place where everybody was embarrassed for me. <laughs> and, oh, you were so excited! I don't I don't know the last time I've seen you that excited about pretty much anything. Oh, it's so exciting! I've never won an age group award, and I love the way that you laughed hysterically as you called out my name. So. So, so then, 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 of course, as I'm looking through the awards, I just wanted to make sure there were more than three people in the age group. Oh, the, you're a terrible person. And I, of course I am. And there was. No, yes. There was. You actually earned that. Thank you. And then, and then of course, we went to the, the gold medalist in the division, and, and I looked, and I said, hey, come on. We've given Fitzer a silver medal. Who really cares? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> How rude. How totally How rude. rude. No, it was totally appropriate because that was the highlight of the day for everybody, I think, that I won a second place medal. Oh, and the best part is that they weren't giving everybody a finisher medal, and I wanted one so desperately. That's right. That's right. So, anyway, folks, uh, you know, and I've got to hang with this gator because we're, you know, taking the bo same boat back. Oh, boy. San Diego. <laughs> And, oh, my gosh, I don't think there's anybody in Catalina or on the boat or in Orange County mm -hmm. who got back to San Diego that didn't know that Fitz Kohler took the silver medal. That's yes, right. indeed. <laughs> yes, I am the second-place 5K champion for my age division. Move over. <laughs> Very proud. But we had other big fun um oh because i am the super scorer so i went and did yoga because my back was all cramped up from the plane and i scored rudy and i free parasailing that was awesome that was so much fun being being way up way up in the air checking the island out and uh and, and looking for whales that we didn't find while well, we're doing it that was awesome yeah if you're with me, you'll never find a whale. But yeah, I made fun. I made fun. I made friends with a ship captain at yoga because he was the only other student in the class, and he offered to take us, and that was really cool. I had never done that before. Super fun. That was great. So Catalina is over, and um, that was that was super fun. And then we went straight to San Diego that night for the San Diego Half Marathon. That's right. We were. Uh, it was a busy, busy weekend. Head back to San Diego next day is uh, is the San Diego Half Marathon, which is an event that uh, you and I have done a number of times together with Clark Chuka, our magic music man. He's an awesome DJ, and he's so fun and good with the people too, isn't he? He really is. He's great, Clark. Uh, your listeners might know from Disneyland events, and uh, Clark is the DJ. And think about. Clark that's so great is he's, uh, what could I say, Fitz? He's like half DJ, half announcer. He gets right in there. He does fantastic uh, sound effects. And, yes. And, you know, if you or I, or excuse me, if myself or one of my co-announcers gets tired, he comes right in. Clark, uh, Clark's a lot of fun. Total professional and so much fun and an absolutely sick Sense of humor, matching ours. That's right. That's right. He fits in just fine. Oh, we have Alex Afonde who does the 5K. 
Alex is uh, Alex has been a fixture at the event for a number of years and uh, handles the 5K like a champ. And San Diego Half is just a really, really fine event. We have so much fun with Susan Briggs and Robert, and it's a you know, Fitz, it's one of those events that's pretty big in its in its footprint, you know, and the and the number of runners. But it's run by a very, very small, intimate group of people that, that work their butts off 363, four days a year. And then, of course, they turn it over to us and everybody thinks the event is all about us, which is wonderful. And of course <laughs> it is. That's right. That's right. Well, you know what? She runs a tight ship and that thing is impeccable. The, all the moving parts are in motion, like impeccably. There, there's. It's a flawless experience to be there. They, you know, the second the last runner crossed the start line, the sweeper trucks were right behind them. It just, um, they do such a good job. But it's fun, fun, fun. And one of the highlights for me of that race was the winner. And usually I wouldn't be able to say that because many of these runners come through and break through finish line tape like it's old hat, like they've, you know, have done it so many times it's boring. But I think his name, was it Jose Manila? Um, yeah, I believe so. You know, all the winners' names uh, get to be a fog after a while, but I think, I think you're right on that. He came through and not only did he do the arms up thing, but then he jumped up and down and hooted and hollered and... He was so happy. He grabbed his baby or someone's baby. He grabbed <laughs> He grabbed a baby. A rental, a rental child. <laughs> That's right. Some cute finish line child we provide to the winner. Jumped up and down. He was so celebratory, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. That He was just uh, really, really excited. Very, very talented runner. I can guarantee you it was not anything like the first event that he'd won. He's got lots of wins on his resume, but he was... Uh, he was very, very excited. Just a, a real fun way to see somebody cross the finish line and celebrate like that. Yeah, yeah. We don't really get that as much. I, you know, I want to have a conversation with the elites in the future. Like, hey guys, I know this feels boring to you, but help us out here. It's not boring to us. It's not boring to the fans. You know, give us show a little joy. But that guy was full of it. He was so. He was just happy. I wish everybody would come through a finish line happy like that. Really? Well, that's what we strive for. Put those hands up and celebrate, because if you don't celebrate at the finish line, when are you going to celebrate? It's weird. Yeah, yeah. That's my, that's the old hooray for me moment, right? Correct, correct, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of us have friends and family at the finish line to uh, celebrate and hoot and holler and cheer us on, but, you know, maybe some people not as much. Hey, one of the things also I want to, one of the shout-outs for, San Diego half is they had that huge TV screen. Oh, the Jumbotron. Oh, man, that was awesome. And it was front and back. So everybody everywhere could see themselves coming in and finishing. That was epic. That's yeah. one of the best I've ever seen because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't set off to the side like they usually are. This was on top and right across the finish line. It was fabulous. Yeah, it was very, very cool. Jumbotron, that's like being on, in the NFL. Only the NFL gets a Jumbotron and runners of the San Diego Half Marathon. We have our own Jumbotron. It was cool. Mm-hmm. And then we had Brian Solberg, who was our friend. He just celebrated his 17-year spineversary where he had his uh, upper cervical spinal cord injury. And that was 
Was it his 100th? No, no. He's coming up on his 100th full marathon on foot, but Brian finished that day. I love watching Brian come through the finish line. Uh, Brian is amazing. He's uh, such an incredible individual in so many ways and for so many reasons. Uh, huge volunteer to so many events and Challenge Athletes Foundation, Boy Scout troop leader. Eagle Scout leader. Excuse me, Eagle Scout. Hello. Right, you're right. I stand corrected or sit corrected in this case. Um, and yeah, Brian's great. It's you know the San Diego half is a, a real big one for me because I get to see so many of the local runners. Orange County also people from LA come down, and it's a it's just a big party. Yeah, you know what? The uh, San Diego Track Club must be massive because I feel out of eight thousand runners, nine thousand of them are from the San Diego Track Club. <laughs> check that math but um, yeah the San Diego Track Club did come out big for that event as they do so many of the events we really uh, Fitch as, as you know we see a lot of the clubs we have Snails Pace come out Cal Coast South Coast Roadrunners Sea Striders uh, boy I could go on and on but when you when you get the support from the running community to include the clubs like that it, it just really adds uh, another dimension to the event so uh, you know, anybody who's a club runner or team runner, we, we really appreciate your support of all these events. It means a lot. And, it, you know, it adds another dynamic because, you know, the, the clubs give each other a little stink eye. Ah. Not a formal competition, but they want to see their, uh, you know, they want to see their athletes come through before each other. And, uh, you know, maybe someday do a corporate competition or something like that. But uh, you, you know yeah. what? I you know what I'm envisioning now with that, uh, with the whole stink eye thing, which I love, is kind of like a pre-boxing weigh-in where we could get all the runners <laughs> to face off and give each other dirty looks. That would be awesome. We get uh, we get 50 members of the San Diego Track Club on this side, That's right. and then 50 members of Snail's Pace on the other side, and give them just like about 10 seconds to sneer at each other. <laughs> love that. Yeah. Of course, the problem with running is everybody's so mellow and sweet and supportive of each other, it wouldn't work out at all. How lame are we? Oh, man. We're just way too nice. We're afflicted by terminal nice. Yeah. Yeah, everybody is so very nice. That's the truth. Now, um, one of the things that we should do next year when we go back um, is you should take me for a walk, run, jog, slither, whatever, to, is it mile 9 or 10 that everybody um, oh, groans yeah. about? It's called Washington Street, and yes, indeed, it's, uh, I believe it's between mile 8 and 9, and it's a, a very sharp, very, very steep hill that, uh, yeah, that I don't think you can see the top of, and I also think it has a couple false uh, false tops, mm. false, false peaks, so as you get, and you, your eye tells you you're at the top, and then you get over there, and then it... And it levels out and then heads back up. It it gets your attention. Let's put it that way. And and you've run that before during races, yes? I have. Of course, not the San Diego half, but um, but way back when I was running a lot of races, we had actually a similar uh, hill that's, that's actually parallel uh, about a half a mile away called Laurel Street. And, oh, you just... It's, it's well. It's kind of like you experience in Catalina, mm -hmm. where you realize I think I can walk this faster than I can run it. Right. You know, and that's just the way it is. So you know, if you hit something like that, you accept the walk. You get to the top, keep running again, and move on. Quit your whining. 
So here's a here's a good topic to ask you about. So I'm very open and honest about my um, cursing and internally and externally sometimes when I'm not pleased during a race or something hurts or I'm getting cranky. What was your tactic when you got cranky? Were you a curser or a grumbler? Um, actually, I wasn't a curser. I, I've adopted that uh, that mode from you. Thank you very much. Aww, for strength uh, training, right? <laughs> Yes, you'd be really proud of me and the words that go on in my head Hooray. when I'm uh, when I'm on rep number ten or if I'm doing speed work or whatever. But no, I just um, I just actually try to refocus when I'm hitting a a tough patch or or doing hills. I actually really really like hills. Uh, I, hills are just a, a wonderful part of any race or run to me. Uh, I, I just really enjoy them. I always have. Uh, I mean, with a you know, with a, a personal record in the marathon on a on a course like Big Sur, you know, there's something weird and twisted about you know what I like in a runner race. Mm -hmm. So you're a no, little I weird. Just, I just, yeah, I just kind of suck it up and uh, just either one of two things, one of two absolutely uh, opposite reactions. I either concentrate or I absolutely just go into another zone. I just kind of zone out and just get through it and move on. And then what about you at a finish line? Did you finish line properly? I got to know. Actually, no. No? No, I was a pretty bad finisher. I, uh, <laughs> okay, since I haven't been really hardcore racing in quite a while because of my, my announcing career taking the uh, path that it has, I, I think back on the day, and I have to admit, I've got so many finish line pictures of me looking down at my watch. Oh, that's right. Ooh. But wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. We're talking, we go back in time to the point where we didn't have chip timing. And we <laughs> didn't have, you know, we didn't have a lot of the technology that we have now. So I had to depend on myself. I know that the, I'm not saying that the event wasn't timing, because they certainly were. But that's my excuse. Uh, and, Oh man, this is terrible. I got to get really personal on this interview and stuff. Good. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. It's I'll a secret, it. Rudy. Just between you and I. Go ahead. Yeah. Just. Oh yeah. Just between you and I. Well, as far as marathoning goes, okay, I'll go to that point. I'm I'm kind of a mushy, emotional guy, and um, I find that the finish line for me of a marathon is is a very emotional thing, and. Uh, so it generally, I finish with a lot of emotion, a lot of things going on, particularly, well, I guess particularly if I had a very good day, or maybe even if I had a very bad day, or even a medium day, I, I just was uh, often very emotional at the finish line, might get a little, might just might get a little teary-eyed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But uh, no, I was a crappy celebrator. I was a very crappy celebrator, but I do much better now. So I, I need to train. I need to get totally healthy. Need to train and do another marathon someday, so I can celebrate. So two things can happen: one, I can celebrate properly, and I can have you hooting and hollering and making noise as the announcer of the event, so I can finish like we want people to finish. Yes, that is a deal. Well, because what I was going to say is that I was, you know, that I was holding it in 
to try not to make fun of you about the crying thing. But since you recovered so well with the running a race and running through my finish line, I'm going to go with a hell yes. Let's do that. How much fun would that be? That would be a lot of fun. I would totally enjoy that. And uh, I think we need to calendar that maybe sometime before 2030. Oh, man. I can wait. That's okay. That would be worth the, that would be worth the wait. That would be very special to me to call you through a finish line. You got a date. Oh well, you know, I've never. I don't think I've ever had a person care enough to wait at a finish line for me. You're my only person that's ever been at a finish line for me. You and John Pelkey. Well, it was only because we were working. Otherwise, I know. <laughs> Sorry. It's... Sorry, Vince. Yeah, we're working. We're getting paid, and uh, you have to come along. There's Vince Kohler. Okay, but, next. <laughs> but you you single me out, and you say nice things, and it feels like you care. We do, we I, do. We I, have a great time bringing you home. I know you do. So, um, I want to touch on the fact that you were the target of a lovely, exciting woman's affection during the San Diego Half Marathon, right behind our stage. Last year, I had a bunch of um, oh. infatuated boyfriends, but this year, uh, Rudy had a, a, a bit of a crazy person down below our stage, and she was checking you out hard. Oh, you are, once again, you are such an exaggerator. No, I'm not. Well, it just, it seems that the, uh, you know, San Diego does have a, a significant homeless population. Mm-hmm. You know, it is, it is indeed a, you know, a genuine problem and issue for, you know, for them and, and for the city. We we're working on that. And of course, being America's finest city, such a beautiful place to live with having such temperate climates, we've got a lot of, of homeless folks and they seem to gravitate to the finish line of the San Diego Half Marathon. Well, you know what? They're clapping. They're they're part of the atmosphere. But this one loved you. That was oh, that was the best. Boy. Yeah, she was she was special. She was special. <laughs> I I got I to say though, Fitz, I don't think she was. I don't think she was any more excited about me than the more than one gentleman or three or four were about you. <laughs> oh, they were smiling up, looking at Fitz. They thought they'd hit. Maybe, but at least I was dancing and stuff. You were just standing there being all smoldering yeah. for her. It was it was exciting. Oh, yeah. That was a, a very special moment, and uh, I'm sure I would have gotten her phone number if she had a phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. poor lady. Poor lady. Wow. Anyway, so we're going to move on. That's an epic race. Everybody should do it. But we go... The very next week is uh, Skechers Performance LA Marathon and the LA Big 5K and the kids' races, and... My obstacle after that first race weekend is I, I had had a sore throat, but I had kind of had a sore throat from announcing the kettlebells and alarm bells event a couple weeks prior, and I just kind of thought I had a work-related sore throat, but I got out of San Diego and I thought, oh, I feel really tired. I'm just going to rest, and I thought I was just run down, but Wednesday night my nose started running and I realized that I was actually sick. And that was a, yeah. That's the first time I've ever been um, sick before an event. That was very stressful. Yeah, that is not acceptable, Fitzcoller. Absolutely not acceptable. You know, <laughs> people people have asked before. Well, what do you do if you get sick? Well, it's really easy to handle. We don't get sick. You cannot get sick. 
the show must go on. Yeah, and, and for me, you've done L.A. for a bazillion years. That's my first, and that was the biggest I'd ever done, which, what is there, all in, over 30,000 participants throughout the weekend? Yeah, I'd say all in, they, you know, all in probably approaching closer to 40 when we figure students run L.A., and as you said, the 5K and the kids and everything, it's, it's a pretty massive event. Yeah, so that, plus we hosted the Expo, plus I taught two presentations, and so it's Wednesday, and I don't really have a voice. And so that was yeah. unnerving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Rudy's thinking, okay, I can, I can do this all by myself. Oh. Not. All by yourself. But we got through it. I had a friend, a local friend, a, a physician, call me in some antibiotics. And on Saturday morning at the LA Big Five guy, I had some moments where I went to speak, and instead I choked, but I didn't, I didn't choke into the microphone. I turned away, but... Saturday morning, there was some struggling, and then, oh, but Friday night after the expo, I didn't even tell you. I thought I had the flu. Ugh. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for not telling me. I appreciate that. I know. I thought, oh, my gosh, because I had the shakes. I thought, oh, no, it's not a cold. It's the flu. But, um, but anyway, that's an incredible event. It's massive. Um, I want to start by saying Skechers gear I've always thought is nice, but the Skechers performance stuff, I think runners should really – give a second look because their clothes are actually really high quality. They had really cute styles. The shoes we were given are fantastic, don't you think? Super comfy. Re really, really enjoy them. Very often we get <laughs> when we get uh, free shoes for the events we do, they're uh, not on the top of my list. That particular shoe, Not. I'm not saying the manufacturer, but what we end up getting is just not quite as you know, comfy or maybe runnable. Hit or miss. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the... Uh, but those, uh, the Skechers that we got were really, really nice. And the performance wear, um, I think Skechers has really taken it up uh, a notch or two. And uh, it was good stuff, really fun to wear. And uh, the shoes were super comfy. So your favorite part about the LA Big 5K, what's that, mister? Oh, boy, that's tough, Fitz. Uh, I don't, you know, to go to a couple things, just the, the sheer massiveness and the celebratory uh, nature of the whole event uh, going from the big 5K, enjoying the expo, and then race day morning, and having something so large. Uh, I, I know you, you unfortunately were not able to be there with me at the start. Of the marathon. They, uh, they, you ride at the marathon, excuse me, right. And they uh, understandably and fortunately sent you right off to the, to the finish line because we needed to get, there's a world-class field of, of uh, push rim chairs, and hand crank chairs, and there's no way that you can get the entire running field out and then also get to Santa Monica because this is the stadium, Dodger Stadium, to the sea course. There's just no way to get there in time to catch the, the initial chairs because they're so darn fast. So I'm glad they sent you ahead there. But, but you did miss just – I mean it just goes on forever. And the, the big L.A. sign they carry through – and there was, uh, oh, I'm going to, is it LA 20? Oh, oh yeah, they LA. were they were trying to pitch for the Olympic game. So, yeah, it was LA 24, right? 2024, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, LA 2024. And so they've got these these huge numbers in LA 2024, and they're walking it through. It was it was just great. Mayor Garcetti there. It, LA is just, I mean, I don't know. It sounds so simplistic, but LA is LA, and it's big and it's boisterous it's fun 
uh, super field, uh, always a always a world class field coming out. Good payday for them. Well over a hundred thousand dollars all in, and uh, just something about LA is uh, just just it's different, it's special, and it's big. Yeah, and so if you're listening and you don't know what Rudy means by the field, the field means the professional runners who come through, and it was super cool. It was actually my first time to be able to welcome actual Kenyans winning a race. I mean, you expect the Kenyans to show up and win, but that was pretty awesome. Yeah, they uh, again, they, they assemble uh, Matt Turnbull working with the Conquer Group. The, the LA Marathon is put on the by the Conquer Group. And uh, Matt really assembled a fantastic field. Uh, well, we had, like you said, we had Kenyans, Ethiopians, uh, athletes from Spain, the whole much world. All yeah, sixty-three very countries, I believe. Was it, it was it that many? And yeah. We had, and, and more importantly, Fitz. Yes. How many states did we have? Every one of them. <laughs> we might have had extra states show up that we don't even know about. <laughs> Yeah, I think we had 52, 53 states all in. Possibly. Exactly. <laughs> there were enough people. There was probably a whole state worth of people in there. <laughs> it was great. And there's, you know, just as we've discussed before, and uh, there, there's just so many stories, stories all over the place. People uh, running, of course, for so many great charities. So many causes. And, and just lots of causes. Everybody's kind of running to the, uh, running to the, the sound and the tempo of, of their own drummer or, or, you know, for someone special. So, uh, just a great day, great weather. And if you've thought about LA, you've thought about LA and, and kind of consider putting on the bucket list. I'm telling you, I've done it for so many years and I have no problem saying the LA course used to be extremely mediocre at best. Okay. It actually used to be bad. Okay. I said it. I'm sorry. Oh my. I hope I get I hope I get invited back, but it used to be pretty bad. Now, starting at Dodger Stadium, finishing just steps away from the Santa Monica Pier, and you pass and you run by so much of iconic L.A. with amazing support, great crowd support. Oh, the spectators are everywhere. Uh, it's it's put it on your bucket list. If you've thought about it, you're not quite sure. Put it on there. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Yeah, it was epic. It, it really, you know, when you talk about the size of it, I loved from our our perch at the finish line on that street, just looking down. At some point, it just there were thousands of runners, and they never, ever, ever stopped coming. True, very I, true, and, and tons of press. Great, the finish line and the finish, the whole finish venue. Is so well done. How about the finish line um, music, Rudy? Let's talk about that. Finish line music this year. Uh huh. First time, uh -huh. The first time we were honored to have the mix mistress of all time <laughs> was laying it down. We had the music from my second favorite Gator, Fitz Kohler. Oh my goodness! Together, yes, indeed. She put together a an absolutely amazing mix of great stuff. Fitz, you you rocked LA, baby. You Thank rocked you. LA. <laughs> hey, well, when I was there two years ago, the only song played at the finish line was "I Love LA" oh. for eight hours. Uh, okay, now hold on. <laughs> that's I love okay, the song, the but oh my gosh, is, the truth is, it was not the only song. It was however, no, it was. However, However, when you hear that song somewhere around a hundred times mm -hmm. during 
during an eight-hour stretch of announcing, it pretty much seems like it's the only song you heard, and you want to go find Randy Newman and strike ah! Yes. <laughs> Stick a yes. sock in it, Newman. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, but it was fun. So here's the highlights in my weekend. And so I was really looking forward to the 5K. I just love 5K people. Even if they're marathoners, they show up at a 5K ready to have fun, and I felt like that vibe was crazy fun at the LA Big 5K. And uh, we had the causes were fantastic. We had the whole group from ARC come out, and all the people who live at ARC come participate, which is a group with different special needs. They're not physical disabilities. They've got mental challenges, and that was awesome to have them on the course. I really enjoyed that. The kids' races, the kids' races sometimes go... Uh, ignored, but oh my gosh, these kids had extra cute factor. And um, at one point, I had the five and six year olds out on the course, and it seemed like there was a massive group of daddies running with them. And so I go like this I said, Guys, it's time for the daddy dance party. And without a second to pause, all the dads broke out into dancing. It was awesome. I think that's because when you request something, when you ask something, you think you're asking or requesting, yeah. but what we get and what the dads <laughs> get is, you will now dance. <laughs> it's what we call a command performance. That's yes. Right. That's right. Don't call me the bossy blonde for nothing, mister. Yeah, exactly. And that was well earned. Yeah, the, the reviews of the uh, kids run, it's the first year they've had it, and the reviews were just fantastic. They can't wait to really, really pump that up. So we've got literally thousands of kids out there. And, of course, I know how uh, deep in your heart kids' health and fitness is, uh, being the founder of Morning Mile. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, the kids run uh, here, there, and everywhere will always be very special to you, and they're lucky to have you out there. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We had one of our final finishers was about 18 months old. and. <laughs> Yeah, and my great burden at these kids' races is always trying to not be creepy because what do I want to do? I want to pick up every last child and squeeze them and kiss them and chew on their cheeks, and I can't do that. So I think I should, I think there should be some hazard pay built in for me, like incentive not to kiss the kid pay because I'm on the verge of, of picking up someone's baby and kissing them. Well, Fitz, better you than me. That's a, a whole other story in the white van and all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> and really the burden of the job is not touching the people. I'm trying really hard not to, but they're so cute. And then um, during the marathon, we had, okay, a highlight always for me, and I know for you too, but we had um, Rudy Marin, the fully dressed firefighter. And going unnamed is a whole bunch of police and SWAT team members who came out and ran the whole darn 26.2 in uniform. And those gun belts alone are 20 pounds. And then we had a soldier come through in boots and camos, fatigues, the flag. It's, that is, you know, ugh. There was yeah, well, yeah, of course that is. And we always honor them appropriately and, and uh, the crowd. Uh, very, very supportive of all of our first responders. We also, I don't know if you remember, we also had a little relay action going there. Yes. The Los Angeles... Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers, yeah. <laughs> I know that's hard for you to say. <laughs> yeah, I had a little problem getting really enthusiastic. Come on, you're going to love them. 
I kept, I saw them, I saw them finishing, and I saw the, you know, the the last runner coming in, and, I, and and of course he's got a ball, you know, he's got a, he's got a football in his hand. And I'm going fumble, fumble, fumble. <laughs> what do you always say? They always tend to snatch de- snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory at the end. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. Yep, yep, yep. Actually, fumbling would have been so appropriate. Oh, oh man. I'm going to hear from the fans on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All hate mail goes to Rudy Novotny. Yeah, of course he does. Of course he does. Go Chargers. Yeah, LA Marathon, just so much fun. And we and you and I had such a great time at the Expo. And uh, a nice dinner at Bottega Louis, which oh. you dragged me over to. I'm sorry. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Oh, LA's fun. LA and, is LA. and then we had a bunch of people that were trying to break Guinness records. Bizarre, um, the fastest person to run 26.2 in a villain costume. That was Ed Westinghouse. Is that his name? With Darth Vader? Ed, Ed, Eddinghouse. Eddinghouse. Right, right. Ed, uh, Ed's amazing, uh, you know, world-class ultramarathoner, and one of the biggest supporters of the running community you'll ever, ever Fine. If you have run, I can say this fairly confidently. If you have run a marathon at minimum in anywhere in California, there's a good chance that you've already met Ed. Because what Ed will do is Ed will go out there. He'll run the marathon. He's so and, and as as the jester, very often in his jester outfit. Uh, that was not the case for LA. No, he, he was going for a specific uh, Guinness World Record, which yeah. I, I I believe is under review right now for certification. But then Ed will, he'll finish and he'll go back out and he'll come yes. back in and he brings, he just brings people in and supports them during what's very often that last tough mile, two miles or whatever. But Fitz, I think the, uh, I think the Guinness World Record Ed was going for was the, uh, I think it was the fastest time run for the marathon dressed as a villain. It was Star Wars, he said. He yelled that out to me at the Star finish line. Okay, yeah, because of course he was dressed as Darth Vader. Yes, and then we had the flamingo come through. We had, of course, the T Rex, which won the uh, five billion years and older age division. <laughs> we had so many great costumes. I don't know how people do it. I don't want to run one mile in a inconvenient costume. It's the people that are come out to our races. They're just fun because who else could tolerate that, right? Truly. Truly, I just, you know, and you and I have talked about it before. We see all the all the costumes, and I just shake my head because if I've got anything more than shorts, a singlet, socks, and shoes on, I feel burdened. Yes. Okay? <laughs> I, I am not happy. We could, you know what? We even had those straw hats in Encinitas, and they were off of our head the second we said go. We're like, okay, enough of the hats. Exactly. I, I love the whole festive nature of it, but the, the, they were bugging me. I, I didn't want my hat on. We suck. We suck. <laughs> All right. So next weekend, um, oh, and by the way, people, I didn't have the flu. I just had a cold and I got through it. But um, next weekend, I, I had Mermaid Half Marathon alone, and that's a beautiful fe- uh, women theme race in San Diego. They have them throughout the uh, western side of the country, but... Um, Mermaid, something to look into. Highlight of the day was our friend Hillary Heilman, who lost 125 pounds, and she took third place overall at the race. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Hillary is incredible to think, really and truly to think. And, and I know you've you've done such a a great job amassing all the the hottie body folks and how supportive they are of each other. There, I think you have a number of people who have literally what we say dropped a person. Yes. 
and that's what Hillary did. Hillary has dropped a person. She's a, she's a type A. <laughs> she loves running, and now she's she's racing more than ever, having incredible success. So yeah, she took this. Uh, if I remember right, third yes woman overall and first in her age group. Yes, and she rocked the celebration. She came through, and of course, I made a Heidi Ho stink out of her, and I told her Rudy'd be so proud of you. But she came through and jumped up and down and screamed and hooted and hollered, and it was fantastic. Yeah, she's made an amazing transformation, just like so many other people that we see really making positive changes in their lives. And sounds like you had way too much fun at that mermaid event. Sounds like it was uh, made for you to announce. Aw, it was. And they had the Pacific Coast mermaids and this crazy odd man come out and he was shirtless and in a mermaid fin and some sort of mesh shirt. And it was really crazy. He was the um, Mr. Merman, I think, or something like that. So you missed he out. Was, he looked great. He was, he was totally in the, in the mood. Uh, and, that was awesome. And apparently you can hire them to come to your party. So if you are having a party, Rudy, Pacific Coast uh, yeah. Mermaids, invite them out. So good to know. Fitz, uh, when we get off uh, offline here, make sure to give me that number, okay? I'm going to do that for you. I'm going to do that. Thank and you. here's the other thing that should be, go noted with Hillary and her success is I know she, the way you've met her was at the gym, and you've helped guide her with her running. So kudos to you. Oh, it's a pleasure. I just <laughs> – what happened was I saw somebody – virtually bringing smoke out of the treadmill on a regular basis. <laughs> and uh, we just had a little talk and, uh, you know, got to be, you know, created a friendship. And, uh, you know, I just kind of gave her a little bit of guidance that uh, from kind of the education I've been able to amass through the years of my own personal um, exploits. And I'm not talking about weight loss, but just racing. And she's just grabbed it and having the time of her life. Yeah, well, you've you've you're very knowledgeable on that subject, so I'm sure much of her success, you know, goes to some of the great guidance she's received along the way. I get way too much credit, but I'll take it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then our last race I want to talk to you about today, and mind you, just so you know, when you're done with this, you're going to have to do this again with me in a less time than the next five years. Uh, all right. Because you're a good guest. Believe- all right. Shocking, I know. So our final race of that big three-week stretch was the Encinitas Half Marathon. Uh, that, was that fun or what? The inaugural Encinitas Half Marathon. That was, I mean, the whole thing was such a, it, it, the race director told you that he expected it to fail. Yeah, so after we, the fact. We were honored to be able to work for, uh, for Bob Nickel and Meg McCarthy. Who are uh, angels. They're so sweet. Two wonderful people whose uh, previous experience is limited to putting on a very, very nice and actually quite large event um, also in the North County Coastal area of San Diego called the Surfing Madonna Races. And it's a 5K, 10K, and 15K, but it's on the beach. When I say on the beach, I mean on the beach, on the sand. So hard. So, So they had this idea of, you know, Encinitas is beautiful. It's, you know, right in the zone that we all live in. There's great roads, scenic vistas. Let's do a half marathon in Encinitas. So, uh, you know, I met with them pre-race and, uh, you know, we talked and I said, hey, guys, I think you got some great ideas here, but this is a road race. This is something really different. And they, you know, they respected those differences. They worked their butts off. And boy, Fitz, wouldn't you agree? It just... 
It, it, it got, I don't think it got under five stars. I, I think maybe one person gave it a four. I, they, were just, they were just in a really bad mood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen a race where everybody's happy. And mind you, be, between the two of us, we work some epic, awesome, fantastic events. And even... You know, you take some of these enormous, amazing events we work, and they're they're flawless. But then people will gripe about something stupid like parking or whatever. Right. Right. I love the fact that Bob, the owner, had the morning of the race. He had decided it was probably going to fail, and it'll be one and done. And instead, it was a start to finish party, and it was flawlessly executed. Every base was covered, and it was so much fun. I've never seen such happy runners, such happy spectators. Every last one of them had a smile plastered across their face. I mean, with a start line right by and a finish line right at Moonlight Beach in Encinitas, what, with the, the ocean as the backdrop, seven miles, seven miles literally of coastal running. Of course, on the road, but coastal views the whole way. We lucked out. With the weather, because the San Diego weather reporters, meteorologists were saying, oh, it's probably going to rain this day, and then they moved it to the race day, and then they it just kind of moved all over the place, and we ended up with the perfect weather picture. We had it was overcast, no, cool. Oh, it was awesome. No parking issues. Uh, hey, how about that post-race celebration? Hot oatmeal <laughs> with granola, hot chocolate, and I, I'm not talking about a little bit. I'm talking about... There was leftovers for they, everybody. Yeah. Everybody was served all morning. Amazing volunteers. You know, when you have an inaugural, you're going to have bumps. You know, you cover as much as you can, and you just know that, you know, something's going to go sideways here or there, and, that, and that's okay. You know, you just fix it for next year. I got to tell you, I think Meg and Bob are still shaking their heads. They can't believe how everything rolled out and how well everything went over 5,000 people for their first year. So I know that they are very, very excitedly planning for next year. I, I think if they've got room, it'll double next year. I mean, it was, I, I think rumor, the word is spreading, and people are going to go crazy to sign up for this thing. And we had the most perfect, we had the best seat in the house, because we were two stories up on the scaffolding stage, right above the finish, but we were also right on the corner of the finish line party. So when we looked down on one side, there was all the finishers and their fans. And we had a fan club that was composed or comprised of a <laughs> dinosaur, a taco, a squirrel, a poop emoji, and Harry <laughs> Potter. We had <laughs> like a motley crew down there. Um, and then uh, to the other side of our stage was just thousands of people who literally stuck around all morning to hang out and have fun. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was just just amazing. Again, uh, I say to to any listeners uh, that this really, I say, Fitz, would you agree this deserves a destination race status? Absolutely, this is a racecation for sure. Yeah, it's a racecation uh, type of event. Um, you know, what I, I, now I sound like visitors convention bureau. Uh, Everybody's <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. No, it's a beautiful community, and it was fun. Oh, and um. I'm always dancing. This is the thing is if I'm stuck in this jam and music after a while, I just can't stop the movement. And that's part of who I am and what I do. But Rudy Novotny was was right. full-blown shaking right. his booty up on that stage, All weren't you? All right. Feel free to uh, leave a few things out. No, no. Uh, it was a podcast. highlight. 
quality <laughs> stuff right there. I didn't know you could shake your booty like that. Oh my goodness. Okay, now on to other parts of our podcast. Oh no. But let's <laughs> let you know, we were talking about the flawless event and I was almost the big whoops of the event, don't you think? So the okay, night before am I what it all oh yeah, go ahead. So go let's ahead. describe <laughs> the phone call you get at midnight the night before Encinitas Half Marathon. Yeah, so I get a phone call, and uh, Fitz is, uh, well, to put it mildly, not feeling well. No, I had food <laughs> so poisoning. I, I'm not sure what the appropriate response was to what I was hearing on the phone. Do I do I go out and buy a casket? <laughs> do I call a doctor, or do I see if I can get another announcer at uh, 2 a.m. in the morning uh, to show up in about two and a half hours. You sounded like you were dying, my friend. I was. I was. And, of course, after having, you know, the respiratory thing before L.A. And then, oh, I was, we ate, we went out to dinner. And I had chicken parmesan, and it just didn't sit with me. And so at about midnight, I started throwing up. And I was thinking, oh, no, this is bad. This is really bad. And then I thought, well, maybe that's it. I'll just go to bed and it'll be better. And then so I stared at the ceiling for a few more hours. And then at about 3 o'clock, I thought, I got to get this out. And so I was sick, sick, sick. I took a bath and I just, you know, I was thinking, I was so sad because I didn't want to miss the people. I didn't want to disappoint anyone. You know, in my mind, I was writing a check back to the race organization for the job I could not do. Well, I got to admit, Fitz, and, and I don't think I said this to you even even as of yet, but I was amazed at how composed and how Fitz Kohler you mm -hmm. were uh, when I saw you when you came up to the to our perch that morning. I I knew I knew because we had talked that you were going to make it, but I didn't expect what I saw and. There was no hint, not the least hint, of uh, your near-death experience <laughs> just hours before. I was lucky. I don't think in my life I've ever had a, sick, a stomach sickness where it just went away and I could function. That was the first time in all of my life I, I was able to turn it around like that. And I was having some like stabbing stomach pains throughout the morning, but I didn't want to tell you because you... Like, you call me a bully, you're a total bully. Sit down, take a break. I didn't want you to boss me around, so I just kept it to myself. <laughs> yeah, Fitz Kohler doesn't take, uh, quote, bossing around very well, folks, just so you're aware. <laughs> I know that, that that surprises absolutely none of you. Mm. It won't take a break. It's like, okay, Fitz, it's okay. You might miss around 10, 20 people coming in. I know! I know, I don't want to miss anybody! <laughs> just... Uh, you know what, Vince? It's one of the one of the many things that makes you so very special, and uh, also why when you went to the Running USA conference, you were so well received. Uh, walking away from the Running USA conference with, uh, excuse me, three new events with uh, people contacting you about potential things down the way. Hello. Well, you know what? It's all because you invited me to do that first race, and you've taught me the ropes, and you're, oh, Rudy. You're oh, here goes the love fest. I know. We wouldn't do this. Oh, my goodness. No, I'm not going to go too far. Don't get, <laughs> don't get too excited. But, no, you... But really, what do you... Uh, 
uh, what do you have coming up? You've got you, you've got super well. Well, okay, we've got some stuff coming up, but yes. you've got stuff even beyond that. Yeah. So this weekend, I announced the Savannah. Wait, the Publix Savannah Women's Half Marathon and Five K. And now that's that's new to you, right? Yes, it is new, and it's nice because it's it's on the eastern coast of the United States, if you can imagine that, and it's a few hours away from my home, so I'm looking forward to that. And my now, I kid- want to remind everybody, Fitz does not live in <laughs> Southern California. <laughs> okay? What? I think I do now. <laughs> we would love to have her here, but she uh, she that's how she gets all her miles, mm-hmm. flights, flights between Gainesville and Southern California. That's right. Well worth the trip. But um, I have that, and then you and I do OC Marathon and Big Sur Marathon, uh, which is... We can't forget about those. And then after that, um, Buffalo Marathon. Uh, and uh, I was so excited for you when you said, hey, I, I, I got a job announcing Buffalo Marathon. you know anything about it? And I said, you know, absolutely do I know about it. I've run it. I, I've run it one time before. It is just an absolute five-star top-rate organization. Great course. I give it two thumbs up. So, again, mm-hmm. If your listeners are, are looking for an East Coast event, and, and I, what I don't recall, Fitz, is that November? When is that one? It's actually Memorial Day weekend. Oh, Memorial Day. Oh, it's coming up. Coming yeah. up soon. I, I didn't recall. That that one is fantastic. You are going to have so much fun. They are so lucky to have you. Oh. You'll have a blast. Yeah, I'm excited. And then uh, uh, the Mother's Day race is uh, Ann Ar- the Michigan Ann Arbor 5K. What about you? You're the guest, Rudy. Come on. What do you got coming up? Well, you know, I have a hard time looking past uh, past uh, Big Sur coming up, of course, because that's uh, my heart and soul at Big Sur, and then uh, and then OC. Oh, we have so much fun with Gary Kutcher, Kelsey yes. Beal, and how many other you know thousands of thousands. The massive kids program uh, that they have coming in there. Are the new five K at night? That's going to be great. Yes, that's going to be okay. a blast. Fantastic change, and then. Uh, I don't know. Then I got a little this, little that. I've got, of course, coming up. I've got the uh, dark side over in Orlando. Always look forward to seeing friends and and uh, friends and fans over at the Disney Orlando events. And uh, you know, then kind of a, a little of this, little of that. Mammoth coming up in in June. Mammoth Half Marathon, which is amazing. It's beautiful up in the mountains at Mammoth. It's uh, very challenging. We start at nine thousand feet that's where we start and then we open oh, it's okay because there's a net loss in in elevation we finish at seven thousand feet oh so rudy uh, you know what i'm hearing i'm hearing since i am so good at mountain races i should come uh-huh. one, i should come run that one right oh i think you should <laughs> it's and uh, bring an extra set of lungs while you're oh, okay <laughs> good idea <laughs> but that's beautiful now the funny twist of mammoth this year is they have had so much snow. They have had record-breaking snows that they have already predicted. They will have 4th of July ski operation. I'm coming. <laughs> so, again, Mammoth Half Marathon, that is Father's Day weekend in Mammoth. And, uh, again, they're predicting uh, uh operations and skiing world-class skiing through the fourth of july weekend so yeah lots going on and then we move into the summer things get you know kind of a little bit slower and uh, then before you know it we're into the 
fall season, you know, that means a, a lot of fun stuff, including, of course, Long Beach Marathon and some other other great events. You think that uh, polar bear will spend some time with us again in uh, Long Beach? Yeah, the polar bear. you got sharks chasing you around, polar bears. I know the gators are always looking for you on your paddle board. Mm-hmm. So, oh, Lord. I don't know. I'm going to... I'm going to start worrying about you, Fitz. I could be the hazard to your job. Do you know that? I could be your exactly. job safety hazard. Exactly. <laughs> oh, All right, it's always Miss. Always an adventure. Always so, an adventure. So we have many more to do. And what I'm asking you to do right now is no big deal. I'm, I'm asking you to publicly promise to come back on and do uh, Adventures in Race Announcing with me, part two after Big Sur and OC. Okay, like I really have a choice. That's Carter. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, my friend, I would love to. We can't do it soon enough. Oh, just what these, just what these nice people need is even more. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. Team noisy all the way. I'm gonna get us some shirts. Hey, great chatting with you, and uh, look forward to hearing more reports about some of your events. We'll see you. Soon for uh, Big Sur. That's always such an epic weekend. On to OC, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, thanks, Rudy. And everybody else, if you want to follow Rudy, he's on Facebook at Race Announcer Rudy Novotny. He's got a Twitter handle, which he does not use, but you could haphazardly follow him and see if maybe one day he decides yeah. to tweet something. You can... Yes, I promise someday to get really techno and fall right into the 90s. That's yes. not true. It'll never happen. And then, of course, at Fitness, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I am active. And boy, am I chock full of information. And last but not least, stick around. Listen to our friend Rudy Novotny tell you all about the Morning Mile program. Thanks, Rudy. Thanks, everybody. Get to work. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's Marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to gift the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children a chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, morning milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The morning mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting morningmile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's morningmile.com. Long may you run.